Welcome back, denizens. Well, Den- welcome back. Ow! I'm starting the show with that next week. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not writing it down. We don't have like a, a regular things we say, do we? I mean, you kind of do. You have, but we don't have like any like sayings that we. No, and that's why we're st- like we started at the bottom, and now we're at the bottom. We'll never be like that song. We'll never be the head of a major corporation. Have you been hearing all these? Uh, I keep getting things in my uh, feed, my news feed, about how Mike Myers is a little bit of a strange guy. No, no, no. You, you know about this? It it breaks my heart no. a little bit. I love Mike Myers, but he. Uh, I saw some headline where he, this guy who was working security for him. This is during the Love Guru shoot. Okay. Okay. Mike Myers requires security. Yep. On his movies. Okay. This guy gets, uh, it's like a last minute job. He gets the gig is the company he works for like calls him in. Like, hey, can you do this? Mike Myers gig. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. He's like, okay. But the only thing you cannot look him in the eyes. He's like, what? You, you cannot look no. him in the eyes. No, I don't believe that. The guy, you don't believe this already? <laughs> keep, keep telling it. So the guy does the job. And he's, uh, I don't know, he's like waiting in his trailer or something, like wherever his post is, waiting for Mike Myers to come in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, imagine you're supposed to protect somebody. Somebody comes in the room you're protecting and it's Mike Myers, okay? And he was like, oh God, what do I do? I need to see who this person is. It's my job. He looks up, looks at Mike Myers in the eyes. Turns away as quickly as he could just to confirm what person just walked in here, you know, because it's my job. Yeah. Mike Myers didn't say a word. No words were said. Uh, Worked the rest of the day. Gets home that night. He's fired. No. (laughs) No. No. I'm just just repeating (laughs) what I read. You're so happy. I'm not happy. I want him to be a normal Canadian man, but these are the things I'm reading. The things from the from people, from from people. them, from probably Yahoo's going on podcasts, former security men going on podcasts, saying their stories. Anyway, so yeah. I just wanted to say that you're okay. I wanted to ruin your life, and that does ruin my life, and that's why I refuse <laughs> to believe it. I need an uh, anchor in this world, and my I choose my anchor to be Mike Myers. Did you ever see the Love Guru? I never saw. It. No, <laughs> no. I said I need to. I need oh, oh. Mike Myers as my anchor, not Mike Myers' movies that I don't want to watch. <laughs> you know. Oh Lord, Dale. Sorry, that's what in the business. That's a derailment. Uh, this week on the show, we watched a movie from 1972 called Terror at Red Wolf Inn, directed by Bud Townsend, mm, God. director of. Love scenes starring Tiffany Bowling. God, you guys got to look at this guy's oeuvre. Yeah. Something else. This guy was doing some stuff. I know. This guy was H knee. Yeah. You, <laughs> if you kept my drift, you met a guy named Bud at the back of the bowling alley who said he, he shot a few pictures in the seventies. These, the titles that come up are exactly what you're, you have in mind. I just, I just became so thirsty for a pitcher of bowling alley beer. God. <sighs> but yeah, hot, hot lemonade on a, I mean, not hot lemonade. <laughs> right. That sounds like one of Bud Townsend's movies. John. Yeah. Pour that hot lemonade down my throat. Part three. <laughs> Friend and host of the show, Chuck Forsman. Do not watch if you can't handle the sound of chewing food. More on episode 158 of Barf and Sporco. Exactly. We're going to get into to that at the bottom of the hour because, yeah, we, we, have, we have things to say and yeah. it will involve misophonia. Is that what it's called? Oh, God damn. See, you, I can tell you went to college, Dale. Thank you. Cumberland County College. Mm, misophonia. Did I spell that right? Yeah, there you go. You did it. 
Um, what's the one where you hate all the holes? People that hate oh, like, yeah. holes and things. Is that tryptophobia? Yeah, because I'm playing this. I'm pay, playing uh, the Gerudo Town level in uh, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, and these like uh, nightmare beasts are coming out of these growths in the desert, and at the to- top of the growth, the when the beasts pop out, these holes grow like just like that that thing that people would hate. So, and you recoil. Yeah, mm. you recoil, and then I throw the arrow to help. Uh, the queen lady uh, to where to strike her lightning powers, destroy Good. that thing. So, Hyrule, Hyrule's hero, one of Hyrule's heroes. Mm. Yeah, high rulers. Yeah, I got a lot on my mind. Um, mm. But the main thing is I'm not not feeling good because uh, it's grass harvesting season here. Everybody's mowing their lawns. Jeez. I'm mowing. I mowed my lawn yesterday, and I, uh, you know, I got one of those tests uh, years ago down at the allergy uh, factory. Oh they, no! They put, you know, all those things on your arm. See which one bubbles up, and uh, grass was a big one for me. So oh, I know geez. I'm allergic to grass. It's not yeah. fun. My head feels insane right now. My eyes feel insane. And uh, so I'm in it. I'm I'm a little I'm a little cranky. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, a little cranky today. You know, and that kind of situation, masks don't help. You know, and you know, no. What am I gonna do, say? Do they make uh, eye masks? Can I put a mask over my eyeballs? Right, hermetically guess, sealed guess, eyes. Yeah, I guess I could put goggles, like swimming goggles, on. I guess I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody's an expert now, right? Everybody's oh, chiming yeah. in. At, listening. Oh, they got goggles. Oh, go- oh yeah. yeah, yeah, actually. Right. Um, but that's not all that's going on in my life. Oh, I made a huge mistake and I, you know what? Actually, it's not a mistake yet because I haven't opened it up since the first night. So okay. I'm, I'm doing Heroes Con in two weeks, in a couple weeks. This is no yeah. secret. Yeah. Right. Three weeks, maybe. This is no secret. Four weeks, I don't know. It's no secret. I'm going to Heroes Con. So I'm, get, I'm getting myself, I've been watching some comic book YouTube. I've been getting myself hyped up. Yeah, that's great. Uh, into comics again, because I know I'll be surrounded by the bins. I like the dollar, but you know, the cheap bins, I like going in there. And um, and I keep hearing, I for years I've been hearing about this app. You tell me if you've heard of this app. Whatnot. It's called Whatnot. You hear of this I, app? I want to say I've heard of it. Okay. W- so whatnot. sometimes I watch these maniacs with these YouTube channels and they're, they're, it's the complete opposite of what I like about comics, but I find I, me and my, some of my friends find it fascinating to watch these people yeah. collect graded comics, uh, key issues, uh, and to, to flip them, you know, they're all buying the stuff and flipping it. And oh, wow. You see these maniacs flipping through a box. Every cover is the greatest piece of art they've ever seen. Uh-huh. And I'm just, I just wish I could live life like that sometimes. Anyway, a lot of them sell on whatnot. And it's basically QVC for the every person. You, uh, it's like live streaming, but you, they're literally auctioning stuff off like every 20 seconds. They put a comic up. Yeah. Like, oh, here's this comic. Uh, we'll start the bidding at $1. And, no way. Uh, and I, I f- for after years of hearing about this thing and me being like, that's not for me. I don't want anything to do with that. That's not my, my scene, man. I was like, uh, I'll, I, I was bored. I down. No, I wasn't bored. I'm never bored. Come on, I'm an adult. Right, you're, you're, but anyway, like I, w- I had a weak moment. I downloaded, installed this app, made an account, started watching this guy from New York yeah. City selling books. And before I knew it, my phone. Well, first off, this app made my phone feel like a. It was a, a brick from a house fire. Like it was hot. <laughs> it was burning yeah. my hand. This app. It's like I gotta get this chimney, under control. Bro. There's something. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube doesn't do that to my phone. There's something right. going on in that app. It's I don't know. I don't know if I was crypto farming for four hours or what. Um, <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's but, a toss. Anyway, before I knew it, I had bought three comic books, Dale, from the stranger streaming. Uh, get out of here. York. Yeah. Because he put up a couple of New York uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics that are not the Rick Veach issues, I didn't get all of them because some other guy outbid me on one of them. 
but there he did like three issues where they've never been reprinted because of the I think the nature of the story but I've always wanted to read them so I, I think I got two of them but and I got some other random thing I can't remember what I bought but it's way too easy I I'm this is a war heed my warning it's too easy it's way too yeah. easy you just click that you know oh do you want to bid up a dollar yep oh you want to bid up a yep mm-hmm. oh you want to bid up a dollar yep um but it is no it, way I can, I can see it being very addictive because like you know there's at the tops there were like 30 people in this room so it's not like it's not like you're on ebay you know where everything is like going for the full amount it's like oh right i could get this book that i know goes for a lot but if there's nobody bidding on it it's like oh okay you know but but it's weird because it's not my thing like i don't care about getting expensive comics or good looking okay. like i don't like things i don't care what condition they're in as long as they don't smell like death and i can still read them whatever all right but i don't know so anyway i it's it's a whole new world out there deal everyone be but, careful but on yeah. whatnot do you does does this guy from new york have a chance just selling like floppies or do they have to be cl- oh yeah like, the, yeah he had just flop there's floppies yeah like he would like or like he had a box kinda. of not great stuff and then he would like put up like a key issue every once in a while and like you know, sell a book for two hundred and fifty dollars. In between book selling for four bucks, five Whoa. bucks. You know, wow, it's crazy. You're in it, and also it's like this is this is my you know what I'm really saying. If everyone's reading between the lines, if this cartooning and podcast thing doesn't work out, that's what I'm gonna end up. That's I'm gonna be that guy. That's what you. That's what you're gonna be doing. Because I don't have any. Other, I have no skills, and right maybe and maybe you have, I could get and you that. have and you have tons of stuff in your house. I have a, so. I do have a garage full of comic books. <laughs> there might be some money in there. Probably not, but hey. Uh, Nicole, uh how many of the issues that you just won will be staring at you in the face and at Heroes Con? <laughs> See, that's the thing though, like in a couple weeks. Like those turtles ones. I feel like the dealers know what they are. Right. You know, so I wouldn't necessarily you know, you could, I could tell not everyone in the room was very excited. Like no one, cause you can comment, you can, there's like a chat and people, you know, he'd put up like a Wolverine book that everyone wanted. They'd flip out, you know, because it's Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, do I need to download this app right now? Is don't, that what you're don't No, Chuck? No, I'm reading between your lines. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're going to friend each other on the app. Probably. Yeah. If that's the thing. We're going to start selling stuff together. Wow. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, good, um, good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we need to talk about this movie now. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, I've got five other things on my uh, talking list, but no. Yeah, I we know. Gotta, we got to get it. We got to get to this. Pause it that for next time. Pause it. This week, Terror at Red Wolf Inn. Chuck, what is what is this movie about from 1972? God. like to take these rays of yellow sun and turn them into it's uh you know we got we got a co- college co-ed named regina mckee now regina it's spring break classes are over all her friends are gone already they're going to a party and she she goes back to her dorm room wherever she is she's uh, picked up her mail on the way and she gets this letter saying she won a contest a free vacation to a seaside inn. She doesn't believe it. She calls the number on the letter. They're like, no, this is real. You won. But you got to get yourself, you got to pack, you got to go right now. Drop everything. Right. And she, the the wonder in in Regina's eyes, Dale, she can't believe it. She's she's running around trying to tell everyone uh, she won a contest, or she won, she won anything. Nobody's around to hear it. But by God, she's going to go. She's going to go with these strangers on a plane, taxi cab ride to this uh, picturesque little inn. God knows where. And uh, she finds herself at this inn, elderly couple and their touched boy, man boy. Is touched okay? Are we going to have to edit touched? I don't, I don't know. know. I want to keep it, but I, I don't God know. Damn it. 
have to look it up. Anyway, uh, and some other girls <laughs> that uh, other young girls at her same age that are also staying there. And say, I think they all won contests. This is what they do. Uh, and it, beca- it becomes clear that they're, you know, uh, well, it comes clear to us, but Regina takes her a while to catch on what's going on here. Um, that there's some flesh being eaten. Not, <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yeah. Not from beasts of burden. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll say that. And uh, yeah, this is a terror at Red Wolf Inn. Uh, Dale, how did this, how did, how did, do you remember how you found this movie? Curious. Is this a letterbox fucking letterbox yeah. six degrees of bouncing around on somebody's yeah. list okay. and, and it pops up and I, and yeah, that's, that's what, how I found this movie. And it's been on my watch list for a long, long time, but buried in the middle pages. So yeah, it, it got lost for a long time because I just keep adding to my watch list and not subtracting from my watch list. Um, when, last week, when you first saw the movie poster in, on Letterboxd, you said it had the, the color and the pallor <laughs> of, of a 70s cookbook. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, the, for one, absolutely true. Mm-hmm. For two, the entire movie looks that way in the, in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether you're sickened by that or not, it whether yeah whether you want it or not, it's going to envelop you. Yeah, and it's like gonna, it's going to um, <laughs> take you unto its bosom, and you're going to no matter how much you're you're fighting inside, you're going to relent, and you're going to be like, okay, this is home now. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. I you know I you can't help you can't help but draw comparisons because draw them after watching this movie you you can you can say and i and i don't mean i'm not being pessimistic or i'm being ornery when i say there are no new ideas in the left in the world because this movie came before several others that i could tell have mm. have are coincidentally near about the same things in yeah. in one way or another yeah we've definitely watched versions of this idea on yeah. the show before yeah yes sure. so i don't know was this the first i i don't know yeah, what, i don't know pro- probably not but it's from 1972 i mean that's this is early on like this is uh this is um out of that you know post hammer gothic era hammer still holding on but the american horror movie has yeah, we're not is we're way far away from a slasher at this yeah, point we're not slashering yet no 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 um, but you know, people want to say, you know, like the, yes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is certainly absurd and chaotic and terrifying for what that is. But you know, it's, it, it kind of has a little bit of the bones of this in the movie for sure. And maybe it's because, you know, cannibalism is, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a horror story as old as time, you know, that could be the, that case too. I think what sets this one apart for me in that as we're talking about like cannibal movies, like a lot of those movies, especially like Texas Chainsaw, it's always centered on what a lot of people find scary are backwoods people, hillbillies that are incest, incestual and mm-hmm. uh, they're living this insular life. You know, they're forgotten out in the boonies and they become these monsters and it's scary and you get stuck and- there. Right. And no wonder they're so raw and primal and not like normal. Yeah. But what I liked about this is that this is the wasp version of that. This is like, this is uh, the elite upper crust East coast version of that story. Yeah. Um, Um, It's yeah. I, I, you know, we didn't get, we, sometimes we, you know, I love. I like this movie. I really like this movie a lot. Yeah, I gotta say, I love this movie. And we're coming in a tight seventy-five minutes, so everybody can make time for this. Tight. Yeah, this it, movie was awesome. I yeah, despite how slow it did feel and how plotting it was and how deliberate it was, I couldn't help but fall in deep in love with this. And I and I, God, I mean, the anger I felt reading 
nah, not anger. I expect this, but like reading the reviews of of like Ebert and Malton when this thing came out, yeah, just how dismissive they are. Of the, I was just like, wow, really? Yeah, because I think I mean you know everything they said in those reviews. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that it's they think it's the, the dialogue is terrible. Blah blah blah. But but and also like a lot of people like now hail it as a com like a horror comedy which i i understand but i didn't find it that funny i found it terrifying yeah it wasn't it and wasn't maybe, that necessarily maybe in funny. a maybe in a tim and eric like if tim and eric wasn't funny <laughs> yeah i could see it's like on that end of comedy where it's like horrible things happening but like you know i mean the, the elephant in the room we're going to like the chewing scene the dinner scene where it's maybe a minute and a half of audio of people chewing food, but it feels like oh, 10 minutes gosh. long. Yeah. It's bad. It's so long that they pipe in uh macho man, Randy Savage's music in during it. <laughs> Whatever that <laughs> famous that's, song that's, is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the macho king. Yeah. <laughs> that's now that you brought it up. I will, I would say that is the centerpiece, but there are moments in this movie where it's trying its hardest, mostly between from like what sound gaffers that they're really trying to upset you Yeah. Mm-hmm. in maybe not the most straightforward way, because when we get to that meal scene, it's not like we know something just be because of the movie is called terror at red wolf Inn, we're suspecting something, but yeah. as of right now, there's nothing going on that's innocuous and super weird. So it's not like a straightforward. There's this weird, like, um, mood hanging over the dinner. It's just that they're pumping in so many chewing sound effects and <laughs> there's plenty more where that came from. The fact that they, like, I felt engorged on the amount of food. Like, they all all made a point to where they were, like, so full that they couldn't handle themselves. Like, they were holding their tummy. They were falling asleep at dinner. Best meat you ever tasted, eh, Regina? Mm -hmm. Every year you've outdone yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And they're just, we're just taken through the motions of dealing with these people as they go course by course and stuffing their faces to the absolute brim. Yeah. Look at that. And that's horrific in its own way. Yeah. And then the fucking lady brings out that giant cake at the end, gives everyone this the biggest slice of cake I've ever seen in my life. I wasn't hungry. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, uh, the cake of dreams if you're a yeah. kid. That's the slice of cake you want and nobody would give you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, the, it, you, that's the cake you see on like a, a milk commercial. That's not a real life slice of cake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And the comments they make about uh, Evelyn, what's her name, Evelyn? Yeah, the grandma. She, she's the yeah the the patriarch of this family. She's just insistent that everybody eats up. It's it's uh, the first girls last night, so they're mm-hmm. just like the way they stuff their faces. It's a nightmare. Yeah, but it's this weird subdued horror that's not like scary on the front of it. It just makes you feel icky. It, it, I don't know if this is a personal thing. I mean, I think we share this fear of situations like this, you know, dinner parties, uh, small talk places. We've gone over this, but that yeah. was another layer of terror layered on this horrible chewing mm-hmm. in this early 70s situation. Was I kept flashing to how much I would hate to be in this situation, even if cannibals were not involved. How much I would hate to be at this dinner party. And I would just be squirming to get out of there. And how much, yeah. 
It's not a judgment on the people. I just don't want to be a part of this. I can't. Yeah. I can't talk about nothing to these people. It's I too much it. an hour after meeting seven new people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, um, when, um, when Regina first gets to the house, to the inn, yeah. she meets the, the girl who is, it's her last night. I'm it's a not, model. Maybe that's pay, her line. Yes. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. Hi, I'm a model. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was immediately imagining us like, uh, yeah. Introducing ourselves like, Oh, I'm a podcaster. Like before. Hi. <laughs> I like even shake their hand. Yeah. Hi, I'm a model. Strong. Um, I felt like Regina not having any place to go was like dirt poor Harry Potter. <laughs> not yeah. being able to go home for Christmas because he's got nothing. God, she you know? was the perfect victim. She, she was. was. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's scouting out Regina, but yeah. And they, there I mean, must they be like it. a network. Yeah. There's like a network of people. Like maybe, Cannibals. you know, I know about this Red Wolf Inn thing and maybe like Regina would be good for that because she's got yeah. nobody, you know? Yeah, that's right. They never, um, yeah, they never touch on how they get the girls there, you know, besides the yeah. letters. They're, I doubt they're sending out random letters, but maybe, maybe to colleges they are, uh, you know, talk oh, to yeah, the local uh, post off, post, postmaster general to make sure that the letters get there first day of spring break, you know? <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel crazy because I feel like I, I, if I was a different person, I would have watched this and been bored to tears. But there was just something yeah. about the atmosphere that Mr. Bud yeah. Townsend built. This was unlike, it was kind of unlike anything I'd seen. I think it was the dedication yeah. to, the, to the, the weirdness, the chewing, the sound effects. All through the whole thing, the sound effects were very well done. It it felt like that was a very important part of this movie in like a way of like, like the feeling, you know, it, but it's that dated 60s, 70s sound effect, sound design. That's like, you know, when you watch like Dawn of the Dead or something, you know, you're, it, mm-hmm. you're very conscious of like the sounds they're picking, you know, maybe because they're repeated oh, yeah. a lot or whatever, but, but I really enjoyed the sound design in this and, and where everything was. And, and I, and, and, and I found Evelyn, the, the patriarch, she, she never really has a turn. The closest she loses it is what, you know, is dealing with her son who's uh, acting it out. But that's what scared me a lot about her because she was so like, you've, you've met people like this in real life that they're just, they have this persona on, where everything's nice and cheery, you know, that's everything. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't puncture that no matter what happens. Right. What are bad, bad news you tell them? No, they're, they're fine. You know, they're, they're just chugging along, doing their yeah. thing. And it's, and it's like, how can you be real? Yeah. How can you be, how can you be this fake in a moment where you need to be real? Are you yeah. really that person or what does it take to like break you down? Yeah. That's how she yeah. was. Yeah. And to have her be like an evil cannibal underneath, it was like, wow. And, but, but you never really see that veneer broken. I know. It's be- awesome. Because at a certain point, the, ha- the conversation had to take place between her and her husband yeah. to even broach the subject. You know what I mean? Like, so there yeah. was, you know, there were times where they had to have, <laughs> but that's in the past. Oh, yeah. And they, they're they uh, have, they're uh, a well-oiled they have, machine. Yeah. Right they kept their composure. They know... Everyone has their roles to play. They know the, you know, uh, what's Arthur's space is Henry. Henry's got to turn the phone off. It's his job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, and never, ever, ever is there a moment where if Evelyn stumbles in on Regina opening that fridge door, there's never a moment of panic. Yeah. They have their roles to play and it's, they never crack. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It made me wonder if we were supposed to believe they were on an island Cause, cause there were, there were times where I was like, why doesn't she, why doesn't it re, Regina just run away? Like just right. Agree. Which she kind of does, uh, at one point in the movie, but she gets in the worst, boat. in the worst attempt ever. Yeah. At running. And away. I'm like, but I don't know. They never said we're on an Island. Why would she go for the boat? Like just run into the woods. Like they would lose your trail quickly. 
Yeah. I yes. Like. Uh, yeah. That's that whole sequence is, you know, we're like cursing at the choices made. It's yeah. some of the silliest stuff I, you, you could see in, in an escape attempt. You're, like you're in a boat. Just keep, don't, don't stop at the neighbor's house on the beach. Go, uh, <laughs> go five nautical miles down the waterway, you know, yeah. do something. Yeah. Um, the, but the moments along with the sound and Henry and Evelyn keeping their composure and playing their parts, there was this sort of genuine interaction between all the actors on camera that f- that added to like the cur- like the charm of the movie, and that included Baby John, the the man boy. At yeah. times when he was like whispering things across the table to Regina, it was like a real. It was like them goofing off in between takes, but it was captured. There was like this realness to to try to make Regina feel comfortable, and Edwina at times would look over at Regina and they'd like share looks or chuckle at at a certain totally. point and it was like it was like these real moments that were really well acted because it felt like they were really having some fun you know before the shit hit the fan yeah, yeah. I, that, that's a really good thing to point out like it's not it's the easiest comparison is like an altman movie with all that you know crosstalk where everyone's talking at once and but it just gives it that natural feel. it's not quite as like altman but it it, it does mm-hmm. give you that feeling of like especially when they're like eating dinner, like everyone talking and making faces. And um, yeah, I really, uh, I was impressed with that stuff too. Uh, and I love, oh, who was um, Edwina? I loved Edwina. Yeah. She was the second victim we see. She, she was so cool. She was like, yeah, I was going to school, but now I just took off. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows where they picked her up? Like, I, I don't even, they didn't really, I don't think they explained where they picked her up, but um, I loved, I fell in love with her. She was like into books. She was always had her nose in a book and she was just really mm-hmm. sweet. And, and I, and I knew what was coming for her and I, oh, I was so upset. I was so upset when they. Right, so was Evelyn. I mean, stuff? she, uh, yeah, it was chloroform. Chloroform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is the way they do it. But Evelyn, there was, you know, like a look. Before, you know, it turned to dark and Henry and Evelyn knew they had to like do the things, but Evelyn yeah. was like giving Edwina a longing look. Oh, and they were having the celebration because it was Edwina's last night. So it was like yeah. New Year's Eve. They were freaking out. And uh, Edwina's like slumped over. She's so full and drunk. And <laughs> yeah. Regina's like, or Evelyn's like looking over at her like, I, I oh, liked her God. company, but you know, she's about to, we're about to eat her yeah. tomorrow, you know? Yeah. It's the look was so correct. It was it was wild. Edwina yeah. was amazing. I liked Edwina's yeah character. And Henry, I really liked Henry. Really? He, uh, yeah. I I, I, I mean, I, I, I it made me very uncomfortable. Henry, I couldn't I couldn't get a beat on him. I didn't understand why Regina had the hots for him. I mean, I understood he was a handsome guy, but he was. He would do these weird things that, like, oh, when yeah, he that's picks baby her up John. at the airport. Oh, sorry. Who are you talking yeah. about? I'm talking about the old man, Henry. Oh, the, the old Pop. man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's like, this guy's like a children's show host. This guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was great. And he, and he had it all. Like, he was a gardener. He knew how to, he knew how to, I mean, looking back, he knew how to, like, cut human ribs. Like, <laughs> the fact. <laughs> What what's the story with that human rib platter? There was like hidden meat behind the ribs. It was like oh my God. it was like the it was like a bowl made out of rib yeah. meat. I and spent all day like, drawing this thing for the the show. Oh art my god! Just like <laughs> I imagine it's just the fucking. It was like a common thing, common recipe to arrange ribs that way, whether they're human or not. I and 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 to pile like ladle in meat plops in in it was oh. it was like there was like meat oh a there layer was. of thick meat it, behind yeah. the ribs and they put those uh little paper hats on that they usually put on like turkey legs right yeah like in like a cartoon yeah it's, yeah <laughs> could you dale can you go to the store tomorrow and buy me those things can you get those that's a great question that yeah. is a great question are those things real anymore i don't know <laughs> well, do we have to go on the whatnot app 
Maybe. Somebody's there's a chef on whatnot selling these things. The last batch. Um, made. But to pivot back to what you were saying, Baby John. Yeah, yeah Baby John. That Whoa. was... Um, what did Regina see in him other than his good looks? Like, did she like... I mean, she's probably lonely, right? So she wanted to be embraced, but... I mean, maybe the uh, the high speeding thing when they first meet in the car, where he's oh, like, "Oh, yeah. hey, do you uh, do you like to drive fast?" And she's like, "Yeah, sometimes." And then he just floors it like a maniac. Do you like to drive fast? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, in his um, station wagon. Maybe that. Pl- maybe that's good for. Maybe she liked that. You know, she likes mm-hmm. the bad boys. Even though this bad boy, I don't, you know, I don't think he, I don't know if he, you know, he, he thinks he's playing with a toy truck when he's uh, speeding. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. He had some uh, outbursts, some, some weird, you know, and what's weird is it wasn't like weird, like the, uh, like Gunnar Hansen's like Leatherface's brother is weird. Yeah, because he's on the other side of the spectrum. But baby John here is like weird because he's, you know, he's not a baby, but he has baby moments where he pouts and he, you know, he wants Regina to, he wants Regina to like, wants her. Yeah. So he doesn't want, he doesn't want Regina to get eaten. He wants her (laughs) to own her, like to be part of the family. (laughs) And, And the grandma and grandpa are entertaining the thought. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're soothing him. I mean, they're like, they're, they're, they're entertaining him. Like, I, I, I don't know why the, the right word's not coming to me, but he, he, he uh, they're placating it's an interesting, yeah, they're placating. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. Cause he's like, he is childlike, even though he's a man, but he is torn with these adult urges. Like he meets Regina and he's having like, oh, he's attracted to her. This is the first time this is happening to me. Yeah. But he's lived his whole life being treated like a 10 year old boy. And you see the way his grandmother treats him. Yeah. And like, even at one point he's acting out and grandma, uh, orders him to get the belt. And we, Oh my God. Grandma belt him in the cheeks. You're being a bad boy. Get the belt. Mind your grandma and get the belt. (laughs) And he's grinning and, he's and smiling, smiling. Regina. And he's smiling while it's happening. Again. Yeah. Red flags, Regina. Come on. I mean, if the shark scene didn't make you go running into the woods immediately. Uh, oh, God. Regina, I don't know what's going on in your head. Where's PETA on oh, this my film? God. Yeah. Maybe that's why this, this is not uh, more well known. No, that's not true. Cannibal Holocaust. It's very famous. That's but true. yeah, this poor shark. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was maybe some the, fine. Maybe, maybe there was some fine editing there. Maybe that. No. Maybe it wasn't alive when they brought it on set. I, yeah, I I have a theory because the one he pulls onto shore is very much alive. But then oh, it, it? it it it, it uh, edit. There's an edit there, yeah. and he picks up this like floppy. Yeah. This floppy thing, and I don't think it was this. I don't think it was the same shark. I don't think so. But maybe. You know, who knows? We'll have to get, when we get baby John on the show, we can ask him. <laughs> yeah. And also Regina just, you know, after this horrible scene of, uh, the shark beating, this is like a, is this, is this a, did let, oh my God, there's gotta be a Led Zeppelin joke here, Dale. <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> yeah. We gotta, yeah. we'll, we'll think about that. Anyway, she also like, she should have just thrown that shark in the water. I mean, that's, to bear it, to like give it a proper burial. She just starts cupping up grains of sand over the shark on the beach. I'm like, come on, this is not going to yeah, get the put job in some, <laughs> put, in, put in some effort if you're going to bury that shark. Yeah. Put in some effort. Yeah. Poor shark. Uh, the, Chuck, another movie yeah. in Baby John's oeuvre, <laughs> Shark's Treasure. No. Isn't that weird? <gasps> My God. Heart Shark Summer. Heart shark summer. Heart shark. What am I saying? Yafet Koto is in Shark's Treasure. He's one of my oh, favorites. Oh, is that, is that how I know that? Hmm. Holy crap. Uh, we got to watch this. Yeah. Confirmed. 
Maybe you can do this on a uh, 70 millimeter next year, next summer. Well, the, yeah, we're out of Jaws movies. Yeah. Yeah. Great performance. Un- uh, very, uh, made me uncomfortable. Especially come the end, right? I mean, no redeeming qualities about baby John and yet he gets his way. Yeah. Seemingly. Uh, how about when the, uh, there, another relative comes to the house there's the, the local policeman oh my god and you're like this is it she's gonna get away but no this literally it could like the comedy of this couldn't have been oh. timed better she is like exhausted she's out of breath and she's yeah. she's, she's just pleading and then he's yeah. like hey grandma hey grandpa hey, hey yeah. cousin hey brother baby John hard cut to him eating uh, human roast beef sandwiches <laughs> yes. at the kitchen table in between sips of coffee. In silence. Oh my God. That's right. <laughs> Maybe this movie was funny. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Dale, I got to say, this ending brought me the highest of highs when I thought it was going to end the way it did. And then they tacked on this other scene and I was bummed out. Hmm. I felt like you they, thought they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't commit. I did see there's a, there's a couple cuts of this movie. So maybe this was like, Oh, after they were like, Oh God, this is not going to make money. We got to change the ending or something. I don't know. So maybe there's another version of this that would make me happier. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the movie ends and you think they, Regina finally just gets it. She gets a, a cleaver to the face in the greenhouse. After all that's, that, that's for sure. I thought. Um, but yeah, but then it cuts, you think it's over and then it cuts to baby John playing with a brand new fire truck on the kitchen table while oh God. Regina is playing housewife, singing a sweet song to him. And then the refrigerator doors open. We see grandma and grandpa's heads uh, severed uh-huh. sitting there. I mean, it's a great shot. It's a good shot. I'll give it that. It's a good shot. And then grandpa, and, but then grandpa's face winks at the camera. Uh, yeah. Again, it's hilarious, whatever. But it ruined the very it ruined the night at the Living Dead ending for me. Like I, I loved that she didn't get away and that they just ended up killing her and eating her and they're just gonna keep going. Uh, I mean there was so, no way so rare, I yeah. feel like that in these yeah. movies the hero doesn't get away with it. And I love it. I love it when it happens, but 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 in the in in the terms of possible endings i think the ending that did we did get is better than grandma and grandma grandma and grandpa getting killed by regina and converting baby john to the hero yeah i mean it, i don't even know what happened because it's not it's so yeah. ambiguous like i don't know who killed who yeah and it also feels like a dream that scene like it doesn't seem real like what's happening because i don't know yeah it's music. like there's like She's vaseline that beautiful or what's she singing? White White Cliffs of Dover or something, and and she's all made up like a housewife, you know. But as sung, I mean, but it is the grandma's voice singing. So, oh, is it? Oh, yeah. so it's totally freaky because it's yeah, it's the weird. grandma's voice singing, and you don't see her face for a good mm-hmm. thirty to forty five seconds. So you think yeah. it's grandma doting all over baby John all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Until she sloops down and she's got the dress and her hair's made up and. Like, wow. I mean, they found each other. Yeah. I mean, it. even though I didn't want the movie, that, that scene, that last scene did give me chills. Like, because it was such a, like a poetic scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. But I'm like a Lord and I'm watching I, this idiot play uh, <clears throat> with a truck. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even put that together, but yeah, he's, he's playing with a toy truck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. God. Uh, great pick, Dale. I, I can't believe how much I like this. And I'm, I know. I'm shocked that this is not, doesn't seem well-loved. I think it's a very yeah. unique, weird movie. Uh, yeah. The and chewing it's, sounds alone. It's, it oh my it. God. It's, it's, uh, it's crippling at times, but it adds to whatever flavor this movie is giving you it adds to it big time and i really love this movie it's a shame you know the uh, the tubi cut the tubi version 
Looks like is, dog ass. Uh, it it looks terrible. Yeah, I wish. It looks you know like a VHS wish. rip. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like yes, and exactly. they ripped it in 1997. <laughs> it looks like. Uh, I did Google like if there's any. I found other versions on the internet. None of they all look like they're the same source. I do see that Grindhouse Video has a DVD listed as forthcoming this year. Whoa. Um, but since it's a DVD, I have a feeling it's probably the same. Mm. Yeah, it's probably just taped off of Tubi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like screen grabbed off of Tubi. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is a lost movie where there's no there's no good assets for it anymore or something. Yeah. We got to just hold on. Just hold on. Yeah. We'll do the... Uh, hey, you know what? Blu-ray companies, you can use this as your uh, commentary track. You're welcome. There you go. Yeah. Just pay us in. Uh, yeah. And we gladly take exposure as payment. Please. God. I don't want to seem desperate. <laughs> Anything. Something's got to give. I don't want to seem desperate. Well, you know what is desperate? You know, you know what is desperate, Dale? Our listeners. I told week. my wife, I, I told my wife, give me 12 years. Monique, please. <laughs> Just give me a 12 year plan. And give me 12 and years. Right. If if we haven't hit it, um, I will. I don't know what you you promised her, but I'll get a second part time job. Fill <laughs> <Still> my time. <laughs> we'll start. I'll finally start that whatnot channel. Yes. You'll <laughs> you'll sell all the Blu rays you bought oh, over God. the past twelve years. Oh man, it, the best I could hope for is to break even. Bat and Spider Pod at gmail.com. And of course, the Bat and Spider official hotline, 315-544-0966. All right. First up and only up. Uh, I don't even know how to handle this, but hey, S heads from Kevin Cablasto. <laughs> no. Where is my effing merch? Want to get went to get stickers? Effing sold out. Oh shit! What a coincidence! What a coincidence! Because that's what you are. Effing sellouts. <laughs> Just give your brand license to Fright Rags, since you're clearly not doing anything with it. Where are my Dale and Chuck bobbleheads? Where's my fanny pack with an obscure quote that I can wear and then make people feel like s if they don't get it? Where's my Bat and Spider officially branded Crypt Keeper S doll? The people are storming to the black castle with their torches and pitchforks demanding your heads on a spike or your heads on a tie-dye baby girl crop top. <laughs> I want some effing merch. Open paren, Steve Martin voice, close paren. Yours in Christ, Cablasto. P.S. Chuck, don't F it up. P.P.S. Hi, Dell. You know, which was, which was worse? Me saying don't F it up or, or calling you Dell. Which is worse? I don't know. No, in my yeah, in my mind, like if you can, if you name one thing that that <laughs> that is most insensitive to me is to make yeah. fun of my name. Like I like like what's what's another year? What's another jape at my name when it's the most recognizable children's cartoon name of like, the uh, early nineties? Your your psyche right now is hanging on. By a thread. And when I mean a thread, like imagine, you know, you're playing around with mom's sewing machine Mm -hmm. and you pick up one of those spools and you inspect that thread and like, wow, that is a small, tiny thread. That's what you're, he has your psyche hanging from one of those. And he's just, he's taking pot shots with a pistol. Like he's across the room. Yeah. But he's got you bound and gagged and he's just, you know laughingly taking bites of apples and please, shooting Chuck, you, you know, shooting at your head above your head where your, your psyche's hanging. Just wait till my biography, <laughs> you know, how the tortured soul. And I won't be there to tell my story, Chuck. I can guarantee you that much. God. It'll be it's all be, third person. It's going to be all after all the me. fact. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a lot of stock footage and a lot of me and uh, some random comedians that you didn't know were fans of Bat and Spider. And they're showing up, showing up to uh, talk about their memories. And instead of video of me, it'll be like 
a darkened hallway with like a body walking away, like a darkened body. Yeah. To like, that's like me, supposed to be me, but it's not, it's just like an actor. Yeah. With like podcast, like quotes pulled from, from the podcast that they can construe right. as like sad and meaningful. And I'm like carrying a mic, but it's like fried by the XLR cable. It's like dangling a little bit. <laughs> that's the, but that's the reenactment actor yeah. like getting paid to do that. Yeah. Cause he's got a good gig, <laughs> steady gig. Oh, uh, oh yes. Listen, listen to me. I'm listening. Chuck knows this. I'm telling the general audience. I have stickers in my possession. Chuck, oh. I know at least one person <laughs> I have to send stickers to. And Chuck has told me that if I get my fat fingers around an envelope, I, I, I have, I opened a drawer today. I found a bunch of forever stamps. If I could get my chunky butt <laughs> in possession of an envelope, or I could go to the store and buy an envelope. But guess what? I don't do buy an envelope. You know what? Maybe I have I, some. Maybe what I'll do is I'll send you a self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> you can send those stickers here so I can get them in the mail. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. N- yeah. You know, you have the inner workings. You have the materials. You do this. Uh, you know, me, it's I like was like blinking for me, sending stuff. Uh, but I get right. it. I get it. I get the terror of. Uh, right. I was definitely you some, one day. Just not being able to figure it out. I get the other it. day, the other day on my stairs, so on my stairs leading to my office is just littered with shit because I'm lazy and I don't bring it. Because if I bring something else up into this room, it's like everything's going to come spilling out. Mm-hmm. So I leave it on the steps as like a stopgap. But there was a, there was like a cardboard envelope that I had shippers, uh, stickers shipped to me in. So I like dumped out the stickers onto the step. Yeah. And I was like, I could send stickers in this. <laughs> But like the seals all, it's like one of those things where you got to rip off the seal. And I'm like, this is Uh like so janky that it's not professional at all. No, it's great. You could have just, you just packaging tape that sucker up. I do that all the time. Do you? Oh yeah. I reuse packaging all the time. Maybe I will. And, and, you know, the person we'd be sending to is a close personal friend anyway. So he would understand. I send them in, in letter envelopes, those stickers. That's how I send them. Because hmm. they're they're flat, they just go through the machines. It's, they're oh, fine. oh yeah. Let me just reach under here to my letter envelope box. <laughs> I, you know, I would, Chuck. And you know what? And you know what? The other thing is, I stop at a store ten times in one day. Do you think I <laughs> yeah. go to the letter? Do you think I go to the stationery yeah. section? No. no, you don't even know that it exists anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I figure I got to buy it on what big online store. I got to go to the big online store to buy envelopes because yeah. what? Where else can I get envelopes in this day and age? What not? <laughs> All right, here we go. We've got some voicemails lining up here. We're uh, we're running out of tape. I gotta yeah, I gotta is, write this ship. We are we are spinning out of control these these past fifty episodes. My God, I didn't think we had any uh, letters. That's why I was fucking going nuts. Mm-hmm. That's well, why. Yeah, we, we got stuff. All right. We do. Here we go. I, I got the first voicemail here. Dale, Booby, uh, my beloved Chuck, I just got done listening to your virtual combat episode uh, nice. whilst walking the hub. <laughs> and I, I had to call immediately and say that getting up inside those computer guts <laughs> might be the most iconic line in any podcast ever recorded. And I probably laughed like a psychotic person <laughs> while doing my nightly walk. Uh, I love you both. Hope you're well. See ya. Wow. Wow. He's not wrong. My best friend Jonesy texted me immediately after he sent this voicemail and he said he forgot to tell the world who he was in the voicemail and he feels like a big old a-hole. Oh, come but on. I'm here yeah, to tell the world. That's Jonesy Loves Beer. Twin Vipers. Co-host of the Twin Vipers pod. That's right. Yeah. Chuck. Oh. Oh. <gasps> wow. wow. Always with us. He's there. To be were- the To Be Werewolf is proud that we watched Terror at Red Wolf Inn. Yeah. On every Tubi. time. I feel like every time we watch Tubi, he shows up and it's, it's, a, it's a miracle. It's like the great pumpkin. Makes me happy. Yeah. Thank you, Tubi Wolf. To be werewolf. That's it. That that's it for the uh, the segment, Chuck. Now it's time to move on and uh, pick a movie. 
Ah, man, there's a lot of good movies on my watch list, Dale. Oh, brag. Okay. I mean, I don't know if they're good, but I think they're going to be. Hmm. Hmm. I have to like fight myself to not pick action movies every week. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, because we could totally just pivot the whole podcast. Yeah. Pieces, pieces, pieces of me. Oh, Dale, a little update on my Letterboxd account. I managed to finally go through and remove all of my star ratings that I've ever given. Oh, my God. Wiped is there is there change control or change tracking Letterboxd? Can we have somebody at Letterboxd confirm that if Chuck ever needed to get those back? Good. <laughs> Chuck, wow. I don't want them back. I don't Dude, want them. Let crazy. them die. It's over. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. It's freeing. I'm free. I hope you feel, f- oh, wow. You're going to wake up tomorrow and be like, F, F me, F. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. Oh, man. Pieces, pieces. Let me look around a little bit more. I'm sorry. Okay. No. Not confident in that one. Cry, little sister. Hold on to your brother. Okay. I got a pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to apologize to the Tubi werewolf. Not be using Tubi next week. Um, But we will be watching. I don't, you don't have it logged. Hopefully you haven't seen it. Uh, 1961's Homicidal. Directed by William Castle. Sounds familiar. Uh, William Castle. Great filmmaker. He's famous for having uh, in-theater gimmicks like uh, The Tingler. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. So this Homicidal is, I don't know much about it. All I know is it's made the year after Hitchcock's Psycho. So this is basically his answer to Psycho. A word of warning, please don't reveal the ending of this picture or your friends will kill you. Yeah. If they don't, I will. <laughs> Who's I? William Castle, maybe. A woman named Emily checks into a hotel and offers the bellboy $2,000 to temporarily marry her. Hmm. Awkward. This looks absolutely fantastic. Wow, I'm excited. Yeah, Um. it's been too long since I watched a William Castle. Um. So we're, I'm making everyone watch it uh, with me. I love it. it. I don't don't know if we've done a William Castle on the show. Have we? I don't think we have. That's shocking. That's straight up shocking. This, the, you know, we, this show, Chuck continues. Yeah. Innovation. Continues to impress, innovate, reveal how little we've, we've actually how little of a dent we've made. Yeah. The amount of movies we need to watch. That's why the show can never end. (laughs) And that's why it's a weekly show without seasons. That season one, we're still in season one. (laughs) Season one will never end. This is like in the 1950s when seasons were just ongoing. They do. Yeah. 80 episodes of uh, something. The honeymooners. God, they got paid. Hmm? Their I income. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Maybe some of them got paid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dale. God damn it. You got to edit yeah. this. Yeah, we got it. I mean, come on. Chuck. Uh, everybody. And Chuck. Everybody. Go to batandspider.com. Join our Discord. Join our Kofi because we love you and you love us. And um, we'll see you next week. Bye.
Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast.